I, th I think it's so important why um, the boys need dads, and I know we'll touch bases on that a little bit later, how important a father's role is. And I think we have a, an epidemic in our culture that is there's a lack of of the father role it's being diminished it's being criticized it's seen as unimportant it's completely all right everybody welcome to the real life podcast we are so glad you're tuning in today for this episode and i am your host dale satram and I'm here with my great co-host, Katie Jones. Hey, guys. Katie, how are we doing today? We're pumped. Oh, we are. We're pumped today. We're going to have uh, a fun topic today. Yes. Try we're to... Uh, lightening the load. We've had some heavy topics, so we've been told to lighten it up a little bit. Yeah, we so, have. But it's, it's kind of a serious topic, but we're going to try to have fun <laughs> with it, okay? <laughs> so... Well, so where are we going with today, we're uh, Katie? Gonna, we're going to talk about toxic masculinity. All right. Toxic <laughs> masculinity. I wore my ball cap today just because of the topic. All right. Oh, it was just for the topic. Well, I don't know. I think I look good <laughs> or, in a ball cap. How's yeah, that? There you go. You feel good in a ball cap. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Or is there? I'm just kidding. There, no, I, I have no idea because this topic confuses a lot of people. Really? Yeah. Toxic masculinity. We hear that thrown out in, in uh, social media and news and uh, i mean it's everywhere and quite frankly katie i'm kind of tired of it yeah uh, well and i'm you know not i wouldn't consider myself masculine but i'm tired of it yeah yeah i think i think we've heard enough i think it's time for a different perspective uh, yeah. and i think we're going to try to uh, bring that today and uh, hopefully hopefully have some fun with yeah. it too yeah. while we're talking about this issue absolutely and get into what is yeah what does the bible say about some of these things so we pulled an article from um very well mind is the name um and it was all on what does toxic masculinity mean and it had about three different categories that we're going to be talking on so, let's dive in okay right <laughs> so, um, okay, the first one is toughness. Mm. So this is the right. notion, this is what the article says, this is the notion that men should be physically strong, emotionally callous, and behaviorally aggressive. So those are all three completely different things. Yeah, um, they are. And uh, I guess we could just, you know, uh, talk about those three one, one at a time because... Um, Oh, again, let's let's just start with the first one. Physically strong. Well, okay, so yeah. so this is the notion that men should be physically strong, and that's toxic. Yeah. So you're obviously very toxic. Because, <laughs> what uh, the heck? Yep. Psycho. Get out there and five in five in the morning, running stairs at the track. Right. Okay. So, so I you're work not out. To do that. Most people know that I work out. Most people know that that um, yeah, I I like lifting weights. I go to the gym. I am up early in the morning. Not every morning, okay, but I do have a routine every week and go down to the, the track, I run the bleachers, I go to the gym, and I want to be strong, and apparently that makes me, that's part of the toxic definition is because I want I want to be strong. Right. So. I wonder too, because as a woman, I like to work out too, and I want to be strong too. So you do work out. So You're as crazy as I am. Toxic you just, masculine. You just did the hood to ghost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that it's a, um, we're supposed to take care of our bodies, right? Temple of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Let's take care of these things. 
I mean, we only get one of them. Absolutely. So, we'll get new ones someday. But in the meantime, I got to take care of the one God gave me. Yes. And uh, being physically strong isn't a negative thing because life, um, you know, strength is required for life. It is just required for life. And so I don't understand where um, the physically strong issue, even why is that even a gender issue? Right. Well, I don't think it's, it's gender specific whatsoever. I think that uh, being physically strong is... Uh, well, I mean, it's it's an important part of life. Your energy comes from, you know, your baseline where your energy comes to live life comes from your physical body. Right. And so if it's not healthy, if it's not strong, it affects you mentally, it affects you emotionally, it affects you spiritually. It's all connected. Absolutely. So anyway. And, well, and let's do a little caveat too. So let's just say you're a man who, you know, maybe in a wheelchair or... Um, it's not the only attribute to being a man, being physically strong, which I don't know necessarily if that's what they are saying here, but there's there's other ways to be physically strong within, a, like if you can't do all the things you're talking about, well, you're absolutely. doing, right? I know people who are physically strong, but emotionally weak. Sure. They're physically strong and mentally weak. Yeah. I mean, so, so strength shows up in a lot of different areas. I mean, physical strength is just simply one of those things but then there's mental toughness strength there's there's emotional strength there's spiritual strength and then the bible right. talks about the the value of strength absolutely i mean it's not like it's not in the bible yep so what you're saying too so if you are a man that is not physically strong it doesn't mean you're not a man but why wouldn't you want to work on on an area that helps you grow yourself physically emotionally mentally all the things absolutely i mean everybody's not the same um you know we, we, we haven't been given the same physical characteristics so it's not like we're all trying to be bodybuilders or not everybody's going to go to the gym not everybody's wired to do that not everybody can do that okay but but strength i i think that overall strength physical mental emotional and spiritual it's important to have a fulfilling life Again, somebody's in a wheelchair. They're not going to have physical strength, but oh my gosh, can they be mentally, emotionally, spiritually strong? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So yeah, there's so so strength here goes far beyond just the whole physical issue. Yep. You know, and I will agree that it's fair. It's pretty shallow if a man uh, simply wants to be physically strong and then doesn't work on strength in other arenas of your life. That's shallow, guys. Okay, I'm just going to shoot straight with you. Stop mm -hmm. being shallow. Mm -hmm. I mean, you need to go deeper. So how are you developing emotional strength, mental strength, spiritual strength? That would be another topic for a podcast. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you can work out and go to the gym. Yeah. That's great. What else are you doing? Right. What else are you doing? I mean, if you get emotionally blown out of the water at the first sign of conflict or struggle or obstacles, I love you, but you're emotionally weak. Yeah. Time to, you know build some muscle in some other areas. Yeah, and speaking of that, so the other couple things they mentioned uh, as far as toughness goes, um, emotionally callous and behaviorally aggressive. So let's talk on emotionally callous for a minute. I don't care, Katie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> emotionally callous. I Okay, listen, I, I think I don't that feel anything. I don't feel anything. I'm just, yeah. I, I think that there's... Um, I'm sure that there are there's plenty of men out there like that. I mean, there are. Um, they were raised that way to be emotionally callous, and so there are women out there who have experienced men who who are like this. Uh, so, 
yes, there there are men out there like that. Biblically, that's completely incorrect. Emotionally callous, as a follower of Jesus, we should never be emotionally calloused. We're called to love one another. That's not gender. Spe- I mean, specific. That that's that's to both genders. We we are to uh, genuinely love one another. We are to care for one another. We're supposed to have compassion for one another. Um, well, you can't be emotionally calloused and and do those things. And so. Uh, you know, guys that were brought up to never show emotion, uh, to never learn to engage uh, with emotions, uh, n- never learn to empathize. Well, see, that's not that's not a uniquely feminine quality. Right. That's a biblical quality. So, uh, so I, again, I'm sorry for uh, men who one were who were taught that you need to be emotionally callous. I'm sorry for the ladies who have experienced that, mm-hmm. and I, I'm sure plenty of them have. So some of this, you know, are there toxic men? Yes. Are there toxic women? Yes. And so even this whole thing is not gender specific. (laughs) There's women who can be emotionally calloused. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And I I think there's something to be said for it. We were wired to to experience emotion somewhat differently or how we process it, Mm -hmm. you know. So um, I think that there is something to be said for I can I can understand a side of this where like culture in the past, like men aren't allowed to show any feelings, aren't allowed, you know, and it's not that I want a man to constantly be showing his feelings, but what exactly what you're talking about having them is okay yeah um and and showing them in a healthy way is totally okay just like it is for a woman though because you also don't want a woman to be pouting and throwing fits all the time and it's it's the same it's the same type of thing you know <laughs> that's true katie <laughs> yeah i know that i make mad right there but um uh, yeah so i i love what you're saying on it so at last one on the toughness category is behaviorally aggressive yeah, and, and again, I, I think there's, uh, so some of this is just is just true. Um, men have a chemical in them that just creates aggression. That's just a scientific fact. It's, it's biology, and that's testosterone. Men have this, this, this chemical that we have to deal with. I'm not saying that so that anybody feels sorry for, for the male species, okay, because that's not going to happen. But um, so that just simply means that men boys and there's plenty of studies on this are just they're typically more aggressive than girls i mean i watch this all the time playing out with my grandchildren i mean i have i've got four grandchildren i got two girls i got two boys and uh we just we just watch this play out uh the two girls are sisters so one daughter and son-in-law have two girls. The other daughter and son-in-law have two boys. And they're all around the same age. I mean, they're all from, I think, six to nine. Okay, so they're, they're almost like siblings because they see each other all the time. And you want to talk about a difference. <laughs> I mean, you talk about a difference in genders. And uh, I know some of you are like, you're stereotyping. God made genders. He made two. And they are for a reason. They both represent the image of God, the feminine and the masculine. And you just see it early on in life. Those boys, they already have that whole testosterone thing that they're trying to navigate and manage. <laughs> and and those girls, they are just so much more nurturing than those boys. Those boys don't have a nurturing boy in their body yet. But anyway. <laughs> I know. So, and we talked a little bit yesterday. Talk about you were raised with brother. Mm. And then you just had, and one brother, right? One older brother. One older brother. One older brother. Yeah. He was always picking on me, beating on me. We always had (laughs) testosterone just flowing in the family. 
So when you got with Lisa, you were convinced you were going to have boys. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I was, uh, I, I grew up, I probably grew up in an environment that a lot of people would have said, well, that's all toxic masculinity. Uh, you know, my, my people I looked up to were strong men, physically strong men. Um, did manly things, you know, mm-hmm. the hunting and the fishing and the outdoors, and right. that's all manly stuff. And, of course, we know it's far more than that, but I grew up in that. Yeah. I identified with that as a, as a teenager, junior high, a teenager, as a young man, and then you get married and, you know, you, you just look at yourself as this, you're a manly man. And so, well, of course, I'm going to have boys. Yeah. And then <laughs> we didn't find out in advance on purpose because I didn't need to. I was going to have boys. <laughs> and so we're, we're, in the, uh, we're in the delivery room and out pops baby number one there. And it's, the doctor says, oh, look, it's a girl. I was shocked. And I'm serious. Again. I, 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 yeah, you want to check, you want to double check that? No, not that I wasn't thrilled to have a healthy child. Right, Don't get me wrong. But it was just so outside my world. Like, wow, I have a, a, a girl. Yeah. Now what do I do? What are some things you had to really work <laughs> on at, as a girl dad? Like that didn't come naturally that you'd say. What were like some of the top things? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, like I said, I grew up with a brother. My mom raised boys. My mom, she is the oldest of five kids. She's the oldest and she has four younger brothers. Wow. She's a tough lady. Oh, I mean, you have to be. Oh, yeah, and then, and then so so she wasn't like this, uh, you know, a frilly girl. She right. was tough. I mean, she was a tough mom, and Lord knows I needed that. So, um, so I I had no skill sets for the girls and the emotions and the feelings, the talking, how they process the world differently than me. I mean, just mm-hmm. whoa! I had an education. But I mean, I thank the Lord that that He He gave me this desire to to want to learn. I I just wanted to learn. I mean, I'm going to be a dad. I wanted to be a good dad. So now I've got my wife and you know two girls in the house. So I got three ladies I'm living with. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot Whoa, of learning. Yep. I had a lot of learning to do. So uh, <laughs> so I just decided to start learning and yeah, and you know, it wasn't always pretty. Because, like I said, I, I, uh, I didn't come from that. But so there's hope. There's hope for people who come from uh, those backgrounds where you can learn and you, you just have to embrace some humility and you got to become a student and you got to laugh at yourself a lot because uh, it's different. <laughs> I'm just saying it's different. <laughs> yeah, that is. I, I, I haven't seen um, as much growth. So I've been with my husband now uh, 12 plus years. Um, and the most growth I saw is from when he went from, you know, not being a dad to being a girl dad of two, oh. too, because he's very simple. That's what he said to me. I'm I'm boys. All I can produce is boys. Right. I know. But here and, we I, are. and I know boys. Yeah. So that makes sense. So if I see my grandsons out there, my wife's like, you know, is that normal? Yeah. Yeah. Stop. Stop. Don't get involved. That's normal. That's yeah. just testosterone playing out. They'll figure it out. Right. It, it, you know, they'll be done here in a moment. You just watch. Yeah, but they're mad at each other. It's okay. 15 minutes later, they won't remember, and they'll be buddies again because mm. they process it fast. The girls think they mad at each other all day. Yeah, it's true. It <laughs> so is true. We're it's a lot just more different. tender. We need more time, and we need to work through things. And boys, 
physically lots of times can work through those and be done with it. Yeah. And I think that's this whole, just going back to this behaviorally aggressive thing. Yes. I, think that's the, I think that's so important why um, the boys need dads. And I know we'll touch bases on that a little bit later, how important a father's role is. And I think we have a, an epidemic in our culture for, that is just, there's a lack of, of the father role. It's being diminished. It's being criticized. It's seen as unimportant. It's completely untrue. And all the data suggests that. So we'll look at that a little bit later. But, but just in terms of a dad's role with um, boys, because they do have testosterone, okay? And I, I, this sounds funny, okay? It's not really a joke, but dads have to show boys how to manage that thing. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're because they will be aggressive. Uh, testosterone does that to you, and so what do you do with it? Dads have to show boys how to navigate their testosterone at all levels when they're boys, <laughs> when they're teenagers. Okay, all of it. Yeah, that's their job. You have to show them. You got to have those conversations, and and so, you know, when dads aren't there to show boys, well, I want to, I want to go be aggressive. Instead, it should be this. Instead, you take that aggression and you use it here. You can take that aggression and pour it into sports, or you take that aggression and you pour it into something positive. You you, you don't have to do something negative with it. Right. You can't tell boys to stop being boys. You can't tell somebody to stop having testosterone. Yeah. You can't tell a girl to stop having estrogen. Right. Okay. Right. I mean that that's just devaluing to each other. So so you you show them how to navigate those chemicals that God created us with because yeah. they're not going away. That's a great point. So you made me think of. I mean, a lot of people have strong-willed children, you know, and um, so that we have a, two of them. <laughs> <laughs> so that's at the end, and it's the exact same thing to where it's like, oof, like that could be bad, but it could also be great if you, yeah. if it's directed properly. Because those are the people that, you know, are leaders. Those are the right. people that um, are tough and resilient yeah. later. You just have to apply it Absolutely. I see these encouragement. I see it. these strong-willed kids like that, and yeah. I, I just smile. I go, oh, I like you. Yeah. I like you. The parents going, oh, my gosh, they're so difficult. Yeah, but I like your kid. Yeah. That strong-willed kid's going to change the world. Yeah. That strong-willed kid is going to stand against the crowd. That strong-willed kid, see, is going to mm-hmm. take that energy and that drive that God created them with and let God harness that. So that's your job as a parent not to shut that down but right. to show them how god created them with that drive to use it for something good yeah. turn them loose on the world because the, the the world needs people like that yeah absolutely so, absolutely and i and yeah it's the same thing with boys yeah absolutely yes yes um i saw somebody that is like a mom of boys and she was posting on social media about um, people were asking her like how do you how are you training them young to you know be good men when they're older and she's like i have them help me with all the physical stuff that they can at whatever age if it's yeah. taken out the trash do it <clears throat> and she's like at night i ask them like hey can you make sure the doors are locked like she's instilling like that um because men are caretakers in a different way absolutely you know, and you said something yesterday we- about you know moms aren't qualified for certain things and fathers aren't qualified for certain things elaborate for well, i don't want anybody to get offended at that but it's just you know moms really aren't qualified to sit down with their boys and, and teach them how to navigate testosterone because because you you don't navigate that again it's it's like when you know i, I kind of i had two girls and there were just some things about how all that estrogen works that it's not my world i'm yeah. just saying and and when all that's starting to go on it's like hey uh hon 
Uh, I'm tapping out. This is your this is your arena yeah. here to be able to talk about it in a way from experience. Sure. Yes, you can talk about it from from the outside looking in, but we all want to talk to somebody, especially as your 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 kids are hitting adolescence. I mean, they the boys need to listen to their dads talking about how they're navigating these things. Moms talking to their girls how they navigate these things. Come on, this this is. This is how we, we, we train up that next generation. Now, for those that are single parents, I also believe that, uh, you know, God is, gives you an extra measure of grace. He loves you. He supports you. He's helping you raise your kids. I don't want you to despair. I also think that's the value of having a spiritual community where you get to come to a place like Foothills or a church where you, you have, in a way, spiritual moms and dads, uh, spiritual aunts and uncles, spiritual extra grandparents who are investing in your kids who might be able to have some of those conversations at yeah. a different level than you can. So so there's Absolutely. ways to navigate it. Absolutely. And another little disclaimer too, if you were raised um, in a single house, single parent household, which many, many people are, it doesn't define you. No. It doesn't mean that you're going to be less than. Absolutely. That, you Absolutely. Know? So, but, but we can't ignore the statistics you were going to talk about later. We can't no. ignore yeah. that there is a problem. Yeah, there definitely um, is. Definitely is. But, you know, th- these things are so ingrained to us into our DNA from birth. And again, I know we've already talked about this, but my, my grandsons are so different. My, my wife uh, on the birthdays always take every kid out shopping for just a time with grandma. They, it's a little tradition. They love it. <laughs> but my oldest grandson, okay, when he takes he takes grandma shopping and they get out of the car, he starts walking with grandma and he instinctively protects. And he comes up to the street. He puts his hand out over her, her over the front of her and say, well, wait, grandma, we have to look for cars. I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. he's nine, eight years old Sweet. and he's, Still in that protect. I mean, there's some mm-hmm. stuff that's just hardwired into us. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that's awesome. It's also adorable. Anyway, yeah, so it's very yeah. sweet. Um, so okay, but you wanted to talk on, and I think this is important. What does the Bible? So the Bible talks about being being strong. strong. Yeah, and then you said that was the most asked prayer, or excuse me, the most requested thing yeah, in the, all the prayers of all the, the prayers and prayer requests in the Bible is for strength. You know, the Bible talks about strength. So just just to give some perspective here so that we don't look at strength as something simply masculine or something negative. It's an aspired quality. It's a good thing. So let's not talk about something good and say it's evil. I mean, that's just not okay. In fact, the Bible warns us of that. It says, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. So let's not do that because mm-hmm. strength is a good thing. Joshua 1.9 says, this is my command, be strong. This is by command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong, immovable, always work enthusiastically for the Lord. 1 Corinthians 16, 13, be on guard. Stand firm in your faith. Be courageous. Be strong. One more, okay, because there's a bunch of them. Ephesians 6.10, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. So I think it's okay to aspire to strength. I don't think it's gender specific, but I think that men, I think, have a desire to want to be strong physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and you should aspire for all four. Be strong in all four. 
has nothing to do with being toxic. It's biblical to be strong in all four. So, um, there you go on that one. Yeah. No, I thank you for having those ready. Um, okay, second one. Moving on. Second trait as far as toxic masculinity goes oh, in this geez. article. We got to keep moving if we're going to keep I going know, through this. I know. Anti-femininity. So this involves the idea that men should reject anything that is considered to be feminine, such as showing emotion or accepting help, which we talked about the showing emotion last. But um, yeah, let's talk about this one. Uh, you know, I read stuff like this. And where do they get definitions like this? <laughs> the idea that men should reject anything that is considered feminine, such as showing emotion or accepting help. Those are feminine. This is okay. Listen. This is just stupid. Can I just say that uh, uh, on an episode? This is this is just stupid. <laughs> Good grief! Uh, can we just talk about the word, like the phrase anti-femininity? It's almost like it reminds me of, um, at least with what they're talking about and trying to attack, like men for being masculine. It reminds me of like calling somebody on a football team. You're well, you're anti-quarterback you because, kinda... be, because they're not appreciating the quarterback maybe i don't know if that's a good analogy but it's like know. it's like you're a team you and your a feminine and masculine go together we shouldn't be competing it shouldn't be anti i shouldn't be anti-masculine you shouldn't be anti-feminine because they complement each other they complement each you other you and lisa complement each we other we need it's, each other and yes so that yeah this this whole i'm just looking at the the phrases here that men should reject anything that is considered to be feminine. I'm not so sure what that means, that they should reject anything they consider feminine, that, that they shouldn't participate in it, they shouldn't uh, demonstrate it, they shouldn't uh, show it. I think that's what they mean by that, such as emotion and accepting help. Now, listen, I, I think sometimes guys were raised this way, so I think sometimes guys uh, struggle showing emotion. But listen, guys have emotion. They just show it differently than women, typically, all right? Um, most guys I talk to, if you ask them how many emotions they have, um, you know, most guys really can't uh, define more than about three or four, okay? Mm -hmm. I mean, and you go, how do you feel? I mean, they're either happy or mad, okay? I mean, it's like two. Most guys, are, they're pretty simple in how they define emotions, yes? Yeah. It took me years to really, truly believe that there's a nothing box up in men's heads. Yeah, My yeah, husband and, and, has spent years. Yeah. With, and I, what are you thinking about? Nothing. How nothing. could you be thinking about yeah. nothing? How is that possible? Is that, that's impossible. I'm always, yeah, but we just kind of go there. Yeah. It's our little happy like, place, and nice. we hide from the world up there, okay? <laughs> I want a nothing box, we're yeah, get one of those. and so that was, you know, part of what I had to learn, you know, I mean, I got, you know, three or four, five emotions that maybe I can talk about. And then, you know, you got sometimes uh, ladies can, uh, boy, I mean, there's, you know, 37 different emotions and then there's about a hundred nuances to each one and yeah. shades and colors and, you know, you better get out. I mean, I had a friend of mine crank out this uh, emotion wheel, you know, man, that was helpful. I mean, it had, a, you know, like a hundred different emotions on there. I didn't know there was so many. So I learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's oh. crazy. Well, and I think this also touches on a topic that we talked about briefly was, um, you know, especially if we're talking about kids, uh, I'll just use my daughter as an example. She went through a phase uh, where she was super into Spider-Man. 
I, growing up, was a tomboy for sure. Tom girl, tomboy, whatever you want to call it. I wasn't yep. into the typical girly stuff. I loved dogs. I loved mm. them. Um, and now what I think is sad is, like, that's an automatic, like, oh, like, well, maybe you're, maybe you are more into this because you're actually supposed to be a different gender. And it's so sad because it's okay for boys to be into, especially little boys. Maybe, maybe they have an older sister, like uh, my nephew, for example, he went through a phase where maybe he was asking for his nails to be painted because his older sister wanted it. Sure. But now look at, he is super into sports. Not that that matters. You can be a normal boy and be into music. You can be a normal boy and be, what, what even is normal? You know what I mean? Like, right. It's okay for men to be into different things that don't. Yeah, God I, wires everybody differently. Yes. And so, you know, not we have to stop defining masculinity uh, in uh, ways that are far too narrow. And, uh, you know, masculinity is, you know, the guys who hunt and fish and the guys who love the outdoors and the guys who drive trucks and nothing wrong with driving a truck, yeah, by the way. Talking about, but, he's talking about himself. Yeah, Doug. <laughs> And then there's there's guys that are, you know, they're they're you know they they're less aggressive, they're uh, more creative, they're tend to be more introverted, um, they're more, maybe even artistic. Mm-hmm. Well, see, all those they're still men, and um, that's still masculinity as well. It just we define it far too narrow. Mm-hmm. And then, and then our culture comes along, like you said, and it says, oh, and we assign feminine traits to some of these, which we should never do. And then, because some of these traits men and women can have. And then we have these ridiculous conversations that, oh, you must be the wrong gender. God did not make a mistake creating you the gender you are. Since we believe that God is the one involved in the creation of human beings, the weaving together in the mother's womb. We did that a few podcasts ago. Psalm 139, he wove us together. He did not make a mistake making you a boy or a girl. So we should not start drawing conclusions because, yeah, the boys want to play with dolls. My grandsons played with the dolls of my granddaughters because they all played together. Mm-hmm. It was hilarious, though, watching them, how different, mm-hmm. okay? Oh, yeah. The girls yeah, play with the, with the dolls, and it's all, like, nurturing stuff. Right. The boys play with the dolls, and, and, and it's like they're fighting. It's like war. They're <laughs> wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> Well, they're wired to play, but... I, mean, but, I didn't know Barbie could do that, right, but she's yeah. pretty tough when the boys play with them. <laughs> that is too funny. Well, yeah, so I, if I had to say anything on this one, the anti-femininity, it's like, why don't we be anti-putting people in a box? Anti-you yeah. have to be this. And, and anti-if you are into hunting and fishing and you're a man, great. Yeah. Absolutely great. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Um, there's many different ways to care for your family, protect your family, provide for your family as a man. Yes. There's authors that are men. They're writers. There's all artists. I mean, there's just, oh man, so many things outside yeah. of the typical stuff. So I agree um, with that. Okay. So let's move on to the last one. Power. So this is this is what the article says about power. This is the assumption that men must work toward obtaining power and status, social and financial, so they can gain the respect of others. So this is a kind of a big one because this one took us in a bunch of different directions. Yeah. 
this is another one of those things where I, I read that and I go, why is that simply being assigned to men? I, I don't, like, you know, I understand when you're talking about behaviorally aggressive, emotionally callous, because I see some of that, how people were raised in culture. I get that. This power, I, I've worked with people my entire life. I've seen men and women strive for power, influence, fame, status. I, I'm not so sure it's, that's unique to men. Um, so I wonder if they're making it about men in this article because uh, this is what people would say. America is built on men. Men are the ones that are majority, or at least they used to be in the workforce. Still, I would say still are. Well, that was a controversial <laughs> comment there, Katie. I know, you I, raised I'm, eyebrows. I'm looking at you like, mm, I don't even know if I want to touch that one. Um, um, but, but, and again, though, I one thing I brought up was the social and financial piece. I don't know why that doesn't have to, why that has to be a bad thing. Can't that benefit your family? Right. Um, I, yeah, I don't think men strive for power because it's, I, would, I would associate that with testosterone. Sure. Because it's strength, strong power respect I, I to me as i'm talking about it from a man's point of view right. those are that's what testosterone does for you it drives you in those directions it's so hard to talk about this without also bringing in the feminine side maybe yeah. it's because i'm a woman but i well that's why you're here girl well, I'm here. we're here <laughs> <laughs> but the, what it makes me think of is um uh, you know um, i know we were going to talk about this in a later episode at some point um kind of just briefly women weren't always in the workforce we weren't but there's almost this switch to where why why is it not in, as important for a man to have the you know that financial gain and be able to go out in the workforce and do his very best and i hate to use the term gain power that's not quite what i'm looking for but but do his best and build something mm -hmm. um whereas like the woman i think it's equally important whether she chose to work full-time or part-time mm -hmm. or be 100% at the home, you're still raising children. You both are raising children. Yep. It's equally important. Yep. Oh, man, this is a big one. I know I could go a million different directions it with is. that and, statement. And, and, and some of this we're going to talk about in the next, we're going to talk about in the next episode. We're going to yeah. you know unpack this a little bit more, look at it from a biblical biblical perspective about you know women's roles. Um, oof. oof. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's kind of touchy, isn't I it? Know, like we, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got you, you started twitching just when I said that. Right, so yep. that'll be a fun one. So yep. I don't know. Going back to the whole power thing and status, I, I think I think both genders need to figure out what their definition of success is. Yeah. You know, regardless of the gender, if you're striving for if if success is power, if success is status, if success is I don't know whatever financial goal. Yeah. Um, you have. But I think we have a, as followers of Jesus, and let's put it in this context, we're supposed to follow Jesus. And um, this is the Real Life Podcast where we're talking about real life issues and how we follow Jesus in that. And I think that that we got to have a biblical um, a biblical definition of what success is, not a worldly one. And I think it's really easy for Christians to fall into a, a worldly uh, definition of success and then and then you start you just dr are driving for it yeah and, and then and so it might be power it, it might be status it, it, it might be finances it, it might be a, a certain house and toys and i mean I, I don't know but that's a very worldly version of success uh, i'd rather i'd rather look at what scripture says success is and and 
So it's not really a gender issue. Mm. Uh, do we have plenty of examples of men who have striving for power? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but doesn't it seem that when you look at, not to bring up politics, there are plenty of people on both genders. Isn't politics all about power? Isn't it all about power and staying in power? Yeah. Well, that's 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 both genders. So I, again, I, I I struggle with this one being gender specific, but mm-hmm. um, when it comes to you know success, I, I think our our definition needs to be biblical. Right. What God's word says, and um, you know, you can have power, status, and success, and your marriage falls apart, and your kids don't love you, and you. I mean. Yeah. So biblically, if you don't have relational success, you don't have life success. Yeah, so. that's good. That's so good. I I think all of this honestly can be chalked up to why don't we just forget toxic masculinity and there are toxic people. There are there toxic are, men. Yep. There are toxic women. Why does Amen it have to? That. Yes. And, and, and it's on both sides. So How I, about everybody stop being toxic? Yeah. How about everybody work on themselves? Amen to that. Yeah. And get along. Learn to follow Jesus. Learn to be to love one another because it's still going to come down to that. Right. We're all going to stand before God and give an account for how we love one another. He's not going to have a list of what toxic looks like. Were you a toxic male, toxic female? He says, I gave you enough instructions in my word. Yeah. You didn't even love each other. Step one, love me, love each other. Let's work on that. Boom. It's a full-time <laughs> job right there. Yeah. Right. I know. I don't. We had more to go on, but I think we're actually out of time here. We are. We will come back with a little bit more on the feminine side of stuff next time. Yeah. We're going to push more buttons. Right. And I know I, I, you know, this was more of a conversation than a finality. And which it mostly is on this podcast. But if you had a thought and we said something that you were like, hold up. Did you think about this? Send it to us. Um, send us a DM on Instagram at reallifepodcast.foothills or email us reallifepodcast um, at foothillsonline.com. Absolutely. Send us something. We'll revisit it. (laughs) This is fun stuff and it's never going to go away. So let's keep the conversation going. Absolutely. We'll be back next week. Let's have conversations, by the way, too. Let's not argue with each other. Yeah. Let's, Let's talk. You know, understanding is a fountain of life to them who have it. That's in the the Bible, by the way. So let's just understand each other better, and we will breathe more life into our relationships. All right. All right. See you next week.